0: And welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Uh, we're getting back to the Star Trek Away Mission series today with a review of Strange New Worlds Season 2, Episode 2, Ad Astra Perespera. Uh, now, I know we're behind. Uh, we are very behind, actually. This, uh, episode 8 dropped this week, but uh, we just had a bunch of scheduling stuff, and we just weren't able to get the full group together to do any of these. We're actually short Boris right now. Maybe he'll show up at some point in the future um, while we're doing these recordings. Uh, But we're going to start with a little bit of news. And granted, this is old news by now. Anyone listening to this would probably know this by now. I'm joined by Justin and Milos as per usual. Say hello, boys. Hello. 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 Okay. And uh, we are going to start with news of the... Abrupt cancellation of Star Trek Prodigy, which uh, a lot of people are very, a lot of people in my circles are very, very aggravated by just in the way that they went about doing it. Um, there is some positive news though on certain fronts, so we'll we'll get into some of that. Uh, in recent weeks, you know, and they had actually announced another season of this show during the last Star Trek Day event that was supposed to start running uh this winter and that will not happen now unfortunately um from everything i and so in the last couple months they announced the that that season was not going to happen and the show has been canceled um and there was actually a fair bit of controversy where they said they were going to pull it off of paramount plus two uh which tells me that they're going to uh their point, their goal is to take the write-off on it and just bury it forever, um, so which you're required to do. And at one point, at one point, actually, I had thought, you know, because you could, when they first announced it, you could still buy the season on on Amazon, right? So I was, I tried to do that, and I have the first half on Blu-ray already because they they sold that a while ago. Um, and the assumption at the beginning at the beginning when they, when they announced the cancellation was that the second half would never be put out on Blu-ray. Uh, they had pretty much almost said that, that they were just never going to bother to do that. Um, so I went looking for it in other avenues and bought the season on Amazon, but it had the whole season listed, but only the first 10 episodes were operational, uh, which they have since changed. And the whole season is that way. But also, they have announced they are going to, because people put a run on all the merchandise and tons of people bought the Blu-ray and stuff, they are at least going to put out the second half on Blu-ray in September. So, if it, you know, and this is, this is why I make that argument that you want all this stuff on physical media, because at some point, it's all going to go away. Um, so, I am not a huge fan of the fact that they got rid of this show. I think it's actually kind of and I get the business end of it, which we've talked about in other places, but to me, if you want to uh, cultivate a new generation of fans, this show is how you do it. And the fact that Wait, they're, so
1: can, can they even take a write-off for something they're already released?
0: Yes. I mean, you, you can, can take, take a write-off off. for season one. You can take a write-off for things that you've already released. If you bury it completely, like, oh, wow. if, like if you like, say they take the write-off and it is a streaming show, so the only way you could really get it would be through a streaming service. If they take the write-off, they just pull it off Paramount Plus forever, and it yeah, never but, goes anywhere else.
2: Yeah, but it, they already released it on Blu-ray, so season one, obviously, you can't take a write-off on, but season two, you could. Well, no, you
0: can No, you can still take a write-off on season one, you just can't continue to sell it after the write-off date. Oh. So, like, if so, like if they're selling it on Blu ray and whatever, you, you say the second half comes out on Blu ray in September. If you then say we're going to take the write off as of January 1, 24, then they pull it off the streaming services and you stop, you stop allowing the, the second half Blu ray to be, you stop allowing all the Blu rays to be sold, then you basically take the write off at that point. I have, um, I have a
2: feeling I have a feeling to be more of they're either going to just put it on Nickelodeon and not have it on Paramount Plus or they're just going to sell it to one of those like fast channels that's on like Vizio TV or Pluto yeah. TV or something like that or Tubi, and um, they're just going to play it on that like on an animation channel or like a kid's yeah. channel or something or even well, on Pluto TV they have those Star Trek channels they might even throw it on one of those yep
0: I actually think because it sounds like season 2 was pretty close to being finished and I I I'm of the belief honestly because of the strike and stuff and the fact that all these all these services are like hurting for content now because of the strikes that are going on I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of quietly at least for season 2 because it's almost finished like they they wouldn't go any further than that but I wouldn't be surprised if Paramount Plus kind of goes yeah, you know how we said we we're gonna cancel that? Uh, wait another year, because we're gonna put this. Because we're gonna put this second season out. Because we need stuff. Um, I have a
2: feeling. I have a feeling a lot of this stuff that's quote unquote being canceled or whatever is just all grandstanding because it's like their way of fighting back against the union. And so if they cancel it, then oh, it looks like you don't have a job. And so then it's that, like a yeah. yeah tactic or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... Well,
0: the only thing to me is that the animation stuff's in a different union.
2: Yeah, so, yeah but, still, right? it, but still, right? But still, even though I'm, animation... a, I'm of the
0: opinion, and I don't know if we've actually talked about this on air, but once, and it does relate to Trek, like, once... Um, I expect the season finale of Strange New Worlds this year to be the last episode of that show we ever get, because I'm of the opinion that once they make whatever deal they're going to make with the writers and the, the actors and stuff, that a lot of these studios are going to start crying poverty and all of their, all of their big money shit is going to get canceled, whether it's popular or not. And strange new world is going to get axed
2: like well, it. Well, I mean the big theory right now with a lot of people is that the streaming services aren't really making the type of money they claim that they're making. Yep. And, um, that, um, all they're doing is they're hiding all the information because of their stock prices. And so once the uh, union is like, "Listen, you have to show us how much you're making on this streaming, sh- how many people are watching these shows, when they finally come out with all of that information, it's going to find out that none of these shows are getting any kind of viewership, and their stock prices are going to start to plummet. And then that's just going to be like less jobs for all the people in the unions that wanted all this stuff out in the open to try to get more money, when in fact, there's probably no money. And um and they're just going to end up tanking all of these streaming services and have less opportunities for these actors and writers.
0: Yep, I do think that's possible. Yeah, like part of me wanted to write that off as crazy conspiracy shit, but it makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so anyway, we'll get into our goal for today is to do this one and the and the episode three because we as we say we know we are behind here, but we're going to try to um as we're recording this, it is uh, July 30th of uh, 23 and I am leaving for the Vegas convention in a couple of days. So we probably won't do these next weekend, but we're hoping to get back on to some sort of regular schedule with this. Um, my hope is that, you know, and I don't know that we'll have time, but I would like to at least maybe do something with Spencer while we're there. Cause he's going to be there too. Um, maybe do like a quick 10, 15 minute thing about, you know, like kind of on the ground there, but we'll see what anybody feels like doing. I'm not going to bug anybody about that, but, uh, I was actually going to try to reach out to Horak again, but I don't think they're allowed to book appearances right now. So it's kind of pointless to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so we, I think we should make another attempt with that, but I think we'll wait till these things are over, um, to do that. So yeah. Anyway, let's get into ad Astra per Astra. Um, and I'm going to try to keep this plot very high level just because you could bog down for two hours and all the argu- legal arguments and stuff. Um, so we start off, you know, we find out what Pike was, what Pike was doing when he left the ship during the broken circle, because he's in that very, in a very limited way. And he just leaves what I found out in reality and why he's not in that many of the, he's in the, a lot of the episodes this year in a very reduced role is because when these were filmed back in uh, 21, he uh, he and his wife had just had a kid. So they tried to give him as much time off as possible, which is why he's not in a lot of these very much. Um, he's not in, he's in like two scenes in number three. He's in most of four. That's like the big one they gave him. And then he shows up in five a little bit. He's just not in this season that much. I think they're also using this season as a chance to let some of the other actors do more uh, because he's otherwise occupied. So um, this starts off with he goes to um, an Illyrian colony planet, which to me is kind of funny because didn't they say in Ghosts of Illyria they had no idea where these people were? Yep. And suddenly he knows exactly where they're located.
2: (laughs) okay oh, he also it's funny in this episode i think he also kind of mentions the um adventure they had in that comic we read um because he said oh i was able to find an abandoned uh um an abandoned colony Look, that that's I what ghost of
0: deliria was dude was it yeah they found they found an abandoned colony with those energy creatures on it yeah that's what that that's what that episode was
2: Oh, that's what he meant. Okay, I thought yeah. he. Were, I thought he was referring to that like little comic thing.
0: Yeah. No, that was that was the plot of Ghosts of Illyria that they went. Yeah. They found an Illyrian colony and it was empty. Um, so he, he's able to. So he has a sit down with a uh, a lawyer, an Illyrian lawyer, uh, named uh, Nira Katul, who played by uh, Yatide Badaki. Um, who is an old acquaintance of Una's, and uh, he tries to convince her to uh, help him uh, represent her, where she's just like, fuck you, I don't want anything to do with the Federation, and she earned this by trying to hide this for this long. Um, So, you get the sense that she has been, you know, she's had several cases against them to try to get the Federation to change this uh, genetic engineering law. Which, you know, I suppose if you're a newbie fan, like that kind of makes sense. Like, oh yeah, of course you'd want to change this. But anybody with you know with the historical context of watching the other shows knows they can't change this until at least Deep Space Nine because it still has to have effect on Bashir later.
2: Um because but, you know, John Because John this is a Alternate universe? Dun, 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 dun. No, it's
0: not. And we'll get into that uh, in the next actually,
2: one. <laughs> actually, the next one proves my point even more, but we'll save that.
0: Well, I think I think it's just a, a it's just a, uh, a talk about. See, when you say alternate universe in in Trek in particular, and the O nine movie kind of did this for me, right? I will agree with you that it is a that it is an altered timeline, right? But yeah. you say par- you say parallel okay, universe. So-
2: all right so so altered timeline then yep. but even then right. even then it's not it's not the original trek universe that we are currently in oh no no, no 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 yeah so is, I, will, I will say that the... so the paramount plus shows are all in an alternate timeline that is not the original shows so anything you refer to for tos tng deep space nine voyager none of that exists in this because it's all been altered because of things that have popped up in a lot of these shows that are showing that there are things that have changed from the original airings of shows or from the timelines you know what i mean so like in this one in this one i mean kind of spoiler i guess for the end of the episode but they get it so that way you know number one is um is um is able to um number one is able to keep her job or whatever you know what I mean and but that shouldn't really be something in effect until like you said with Bashir and all that kind of stuff like that's although that's you could make you was, could make
0: the argument you know? if it's not a if it's not a parallel timeline you could make the argument that the reason Bashir gets off is because she establishes the precedent for that because but it's the same- also. Yeah. because it's the same fucking argument it's you didn't have a say in this your family did this to you so we're not going to hold it against you
2: but there's also something else in a later episode which i won't get into because milo hasn't watched those episodes but there's something mentioned in uh episodes six through eight that um also doesn't really jive with uh current continuity um that happens in the future, so I'm just gonna say okay, that. yeah,
0: we'll get into that when we do those. Then, yeah. Um. So yeah, so he convinces this lawyer to help him because he's just kind of like, oh, hey, this will, you know, you're trying to get these these cases across where they're you're challenging this law, and they're just kind of burying it because you you have um, insufficient evidence or whatever. Take this case, use the platform that it gives you, you know, and all that because if you win or if you come close, like most of the quadrant will be made aware of it because of that. So she agrees to to do that. They go to whatever wherever the hearing is being held. And here's my first problem, right? Um well no we'll get into my first problem in a second. But um I will say that I I watched this episode twice when it originally aired and uh two days ago in in preparation for this pod. Um I will say that I, and I think I mentioned this off-air, I like the general messaging behind a lot of this, but procedurally and from a, a legal standpoint, I don't think any of this works at all. Um, so, like, if you can ignore that and just focus on the message it's trying to give you, then I guess it can work for you, but I just... Re- like, first watch, I thought this was on the level, or at least close to, like, the measure of a man and stuff in terms of uh, generalities, but then going back and looking at it again, I'm like, but wait, that doesn't make sense, and neither does that, and neither does that. This is fucking stupid. Why are they doing this this way? Um, but Yeah,
2: I, you was, know, I was
1: completely opposite. The first time I was watching it, I was going like, yeah, none of this makes sense. Yep. The second time I watched it, I was, well, if you take all the courtroom stuff out of it and just view it as a trick thing, yep. it doesn't make
0: sense. So then, uh, you get a thing where Pike's girlfriend, who is the the prosecutor, I'm not sure why, just because they probably needed somebody. And to me, this is the first failing of this, right? Because obviously they're going for something like Measure of Man where, which we've talked about, was the very first away mission show that we ever did. Boris and I did that back in the day, um, where I think they were going for something where, like somebody that the audience is supposed to care about has to be the prosecution. but, Making it Pike's girlfriend is pointless. No one cares about this character. Does anyone care about this character at all? Well, well, I, I, think, I
2: well I think the point of having her do it was that it's like a um I like it becomes non biased or it becomes uh more biased, I mean. Um, because obviously Pike knew beforehand and so she's trying to keep Pike out of trouble, but in the meantime she's like forced to do her job. So it's it's causing that um, issue between pike and his girlfriend which obviously we'll see later on has issues um but yep. then um but then like that's why the other guy the the head uh jag officer comes in and takes over when he starts talking about the pike stuff because you know he's you know he's showing that there's a bias or that there's some sort of issue with her being the prosecutor on this seems how it's her boyfriend's first officer that's on trial you know what yep. i mean actually, even though you actually see when two
1: the of them are in the cafeteria yeah and she's like when he finds out that he's not on the witness list and she's like well you know here's why like because mm-hmm. the first thing they're gonna ask you is how long have you known yeah then when you that find out be, later on when, when they're in, when they're in the court and when the vulcan officer guy stands up and he's like you know, how long, so how long has uh, Captain Pike known about this? Like, you know, at that point, like, sure, they were trying to get to her, but they were going to use any excuse they can to get rid of Pike
0: as well. Yep. That was a great scene between him and the girlfriend where she, like, pins him down and says, like, this is what they're going to do to you.
2: Well, um, see, the, the, problem, the problem I had with that, though, is that it's almost like they wanted to the mix Measure of a Man and Drumhead, where the the Vulcan, like, Jag superior um was kind of like that um what's her face there from drumhead the judges uh,
0: uh, yeah uh nora Satie was it
2: yeah yeah um she you know she tried to make like there was this whole conspiracy happening on the enterprise and blah 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 and that's the vibe i got from that One was that he was trying to show that there was some sort of conspiracy happening on the enterprise and that everybody knew and that everybody was trying to cover this up and that they were trying to whatever you know what I mean. And then, um, and then that on top of them trying to make this like measure of a man light, which none of this was written well in my view, um, as measure of a man was, but um, but it was like their attempt at it, which is whatever, um, but you know, it kind of seemed like they were trying to blend those two episodes into, like, a courtroom episode, but clearly these people never actually watched either those episodes or never actually watched, like, how a courtroom kind of works in Star Trek, even even not, like, in, like, you know, like, regular courtrooms, but, like, even how the courtrooms work in Trek, like, there's, like, certain things or whatever, and it's almost like they just tried to create their own shit, you know, for this, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, I will say they could have gone more like the drumhead route if, because my first thought was, why isn't rather than Pike's irrelevant girlfriend, like why isn't Lon the prosecution? Like, wouldn't she have been the first, given her position on augmented people? Wouldn't she have been the first one to be like, yeah, let me do that? Um, you know, and I I would think that would be way more interesting than like some completely irrelevant character that no one cares about being the prosecution. Um, but anyway, so I you think they should
2: just with, had that they should have just had that Vulcan Jag Officer guy be the prosecutor. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well you, here's the other thing. Here was the first thing that bugged me, right? So initially they make her they make Una an offer of like, okay, well we're just gonna we're gonna give you a dishonorable discharge. You won't go to jail, but We're just going to kick you out of Starfleet. You won't go to jail. Uh, Take that deal because that's better for you. Um, And her lawyer is just kind of sitting there going like, yeah, okay, you should probably do that. And I I did like the fact that she was just like, shouldn't this be like a side conversation away from the prosecution? At least because I did. I did think it was interesting that she pointed out like how fucked up this proceeding was because she's like, how is this guy representing me if he works for you? Well, well I judge.
2: think well I think that goes to like the broader thing of how the law, um, how the legal system works nowadays, where like yeah. they clearly were um they were clearly colored by the fact that like, you know, the judges and the lawyers and the prosecutors, they all kind of work together to try to just get people to take plea deals and it kind of seemed like that's what they were trying to do and trying to do with this almost making it seem like there was some sort of conspiracy by starfleet not by the enterprise to you know just sweep it under the rug that there was an augment that had been a member of um
0: uh, because they didn't want to they didn't want to admit that she'd gotten by their she'd gotten by their uh you know by the things that are supposed to catch that i guess um, so then they come back at her with, okay, if you don't want to take that deal, and this is where my first hang-up was, right? They they tell her 20 years in prison and, or, you know, charges of, like, lying on the application plus two charges of sedition. And, like, where was that? Like, where, where did she provably do that? I don't think they actually... I don't think this plot was written to cover that i think it was like what can we what can we use as a legal buzzword that people are going to notice even though it has nothing to do with this story we'll just throw you know and because you know all the the january sixth stuff is going on especially at this time i think that the i think the panel thing was still going on at this time um i feel like they were just like let's throw in the word sedition just because it'll set people off and even though it has nothing to do with this story, well, what's I think on. the
1: idea was to actually tack off, like, at that point when the plea offer was offered, at that point they were just trying to keep everything hush-hush. But once that was off the table, when she was like, no, like, I'm gonna testify, like, I'm gonna go to court and defend myself, at that point it really became like, well, it's, it's out in the open. Like, we're gonna throw whatever yeah. we want at her. And yes, oh, yeah, first I, addition, I-, I guess the first Part of sedition would have been uh, to the admiral, what's his name? They even recommended April. her for the, yeah. yeah, April. Like, I don't know where they found the second one, but, you know, okay, like, I can I can see through that, but I think the main idea was like, we just got to, it went from like, letting you slide on everything, just say you're guilty to like, well, if you're going to take this out in the public, in the open, like, we're going to throw the whole book at you.
0: Yeah, I just wish it had been, you know, I I get the idea of, like, extra charges for, for punitive purposes or the fact they wanted to make an example out of her or whatever, but at least make it something that she could conceivably have done yeah you know mean. when not... you
1: go when you look at it from the point that she's been hiding who she was for what 25 years it's like yeah like you can tack on whatever the hell you want there yeah so but i mean 25 that's five not... years of she could have like told told anybody anything
0: yeah but she but didn't. That, so it's like that's where my problem was like yes she did do that and there are probably any number of really awful charges you could have you could have given her as a result of that but she's clearly not trying to overthrow a government, which is what sedition is. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, uh. so like, I just felt like they threw it in there because it was a it was a buzzword was that was in the, the news, news at the time yeah. that this thing was being written. Well, so, Although
2: they, because they, they, at least to me, it seemed like they were trying to make the fact that like augments were essentially like Star Trek's version, I guess, of like neo Nazis yeah. or whatever. And so, like, that was what they were trying to say with Sedition is that because there's such a ban on Augment that, like, the fact that she's trying to be a member of Starfleet was, like, the Augment's way of, like, trying to take over Starfleet or something, which makes no sense. And I don't even know how you would be able to make an argument for that when, you know, clearly there were other safeguards in place where you know even later on when they start having like april on the stand like when her new lawyer goes in um after after him like they're all like he's not on trial here blah 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 blah, blah. well technically he should be on trial if you're trying to say that she had some sort of sedition or something you know what i mean saying that you know she must have had other people involved so you would want to try to connect april you would try to want to connect pike you will try to want to connect all these people who are in Starfleet to this thing if it truly is a, a thing of sedition which it's not and they forgot about it right after they wrote that line so
0: right uh yeah. yeah which brings us to the next point the first big thing in this in this trial is that she called the her lawyer April gets called as a witness and the whole point that Una's lawyer tries to make is that you know you're you're the captain of the flagship at the time that you were captain, and she served under you, and as we know, she he was the captain of the Enterprise before Pike, um, mm-hmm. and so she mentions, oh yeah, how many times did you break General Order 1? And it was multiple times. Um, so, you know, she's basically trying to make the point of, like, Starfleet follows the laws when it wants to. So, like, why couldn't they have just kind of ignored this one in this case? Because this this officer that you now want to bury has a, like a near perfect record. hasn't actually done anything that you could argue falls into the things they're worried about, but she blasts April so bad that, um, and I actually thought given the parallels to measure of a man, you remember when we talked about, um, and I know Boris and I talked about this, but that scene he has with Guinan and 10 forward where like, she enlightens him to American slavery, which he would have already known about. And he's like, you're talking about slavery. Oh my God. Uh, I half expected this lawyer to go at April and be like, Oh, by the way, your ancestors would have been slaves in your society. That's pretty shitty law.
2: yeah, well, they, they kind of well, they kind of went on that a little bit when they started talking about race or whatever. But they they wanted to keep it away from the whole slavery aspect because I think they were really trying to get at the fact that it was like genetic stuff, and that yeah. even though people feel a certain way or um, look a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're different or something, which is more of like a like a trans thing, which is what they're very much like on the stance right. about now. Um, and, it's, but,
0: and it's very much a repeat of the end argument of measure roman if you do that.
2: Yeah. But also uh, uh just just a heads up for anybody who's listening and isn't like super tricky like we are, uh general order 1 is known as the prime directive later on just to let mm-hmm. everybody know. But yep. at this point it's not called the prime directive. I think like it is I moment. think it is now, but it wasn't uh,
0: during the time there was because I think in the uh, in the at some point during season 1 they changed the name.
2: Did they? Um, Oh, I thought that wasn't, well,
0: I guess. No, that was, I was was going to say in the original. It was actually in the first episode of this, because it's after, it's after they go to that planet and tell the people about like, um, the, those people that had the warp bomb and Pike just goes in and like, we're going to, and at the end they meet with April and and he's like, you know, we're changing, we're changing general order one to the prime directive and Pike's like, that'll never stick.
2: Oh, that's right. I remember yep. that now. Yep. Yeah. That was that episode where they showed like January sixth and all that kind of stuff. And like the, this is what happened on planet earth before we, you know, became the Federation. And it yep. was like all of that stuff. Yeah. I remember so, that.
0: Yeah. So Una gets pissed at her after, at the lawyer after she basically takes down April and she's like, wait a minute, you're not doing this to help me. You're doing this to like, go after Starfleet and use this to make some larger point, like get the fuck out of here that's what you're gonna do Um, and then, you know, so she agrees to tone it down and actually try to like, play the case out instead of being a dick Um, and then there's a whole scene with Pike and April where he's like you got her this lawyer like, what the fuck are you doing Um, and then he's like you know, I was gonna I was going to get up and talk about how great of an officer she is and I was actually going to help you but this woman torpedoed me so bad they never let me get to that. Uh
2: which I thought that was honestly that was like my favorite part of the episode cuz it kind of it was kind of them almost shooting themselves in the foot about how like how useless this lawyer was at first and how she ended yeah. up just turning it around just because she ended up realizing that it was more about Una than it was about the cause but like that's what most like celebrity lawyers and like um like lawyers with like high profile cases that's what they do now is they go well this is uh this is an indictment on society because of racial things or because of religious things or because of sexual things or whatever and then that's what ends up becoming like the argument for a lot of people and i think Somebody there was like, Yeah, I mean, obviously, she was on her soapbox a little more, and you know, I could have probably told about like how well of an officer she was, which is what they've done in like Drumhead and Measure of a Man, yeah. which you know, which is one of the reasons why I, you know, not a fan of of what they did in this episode, but
0: yeah. Um, so then we get, you know, they do a montage of like character witness stuff, which involves Mbenga and Lon and Spock uh, giving basically just like character references about how awesome Muna is and stuff, which is great. Like I, you know, I I thought some of that stuff was funny. The, uh, the Spock reference to the Gilbert and Sullivan stuff was pretty funny. That actually does have uh, back history to a degree during the uh, one of the, there was a stretch of a couple of years where like between seasons of discovery, they would do a bunch of shorts and, mm-hmm. Um, one of those was they pretty much stopped doing those now. and uh, but but one of them they did was probably done after Discovery Two, where they still had like the Ethan Peck and Anson Mount and Rebecca Romaine around. And they basically went back and showed uh, Spock's first day on the enterprise, where he gets stuck in a turbo lift with number one, and they end up somehow it ends up coming out that she loves Gilbert and Sullivan. Um, so when he refers back to that in this, that's a, obviously a reference to that short, if you've seen it or if you haven't. Um, and I did enjoy that. I got, I got a laugh out of that. And Corey was like, why is that funny? Cause she obviously hasn't seen that. Um, but I like that they referred back to that. So they made, you know, one of the things I also had somebody ask me and, you know, they don't call this out ever on, on the actual episode, but somebody in another group I'm in was asking me like, why didn't, you know, if, if, they were that concerned that she was going to go to jail forever or whatever. Like, why didn't they just lie? But one of the things that, that they don't tell you, but I think came up, I found this out somewhere that thing in the chair that they had their hand on is actually a lie detector. So
2: oh, they can't I, thought it was, I, I thought that was their version oh. of like a Bible.
0: No. It, well, I mean, yeah, they swear on it and stuff, but it's also a yeah. lie
2: detector which is why oh. no
0: one, like, bullshits during any of
2: this. Well, I'm glad they don't have that during TNG.
0: Yeah, that would have been rough during some of those. Um, so, yeah, you get the character witness stuff, and at the same time, right, uh, you have, you know, because no one knows how how this was brought to anybody's attention. Like, it's assumed that somebody found that personal log that she left during Goes to Illyria, where she mentions being an Illyrian. That mm-hmm. somebody found that log and turned it over to to them. So the lawyer has Lon going through the computer system trying to find that, and which also leads to a, which also leads to a scene between Lon and the lawyer, where you know because everybody knows who Lon is, you know, descended from, and we'll get into that more with the next one that we're going to do today, but mm-hmm. um. You know, there's a great scene between them where, like, you know, the lawyer is telling her, like, you're not a monster because of who you're descended from. And, like, do you actually believe that you have that in you somewhere? So that raised the question for me of, like, is she also lying or does she just know that she has Khan's genetics? So she's worried she's going to turn into some kind of, like, asshole dictator. I tended to...
1: I figured she always thought she might turn into an asshole dictator just because she has con genetics. Right. That's how I understood it, and that was something that's kind of hanging over her head. Like if that was to happen, she doesn't want to be anywhere near Starfleet because not really Starfleet, but Starfleet and Enterprise. Yep. Mostly because she Uh, wouldn't want to hurt anybody
0: on Enterprise. Right. And yeah, I, I did. I had a passing thought of like, "Fuck!" Is she also an augment? And she's lying. But then I realized, oh wait, she's way too by the book to do that. So like
2: Wait, who's I just augment? thought it
0: was I just thought it was more of a like, you know, she knows she has Khan's genes, so she's kinda just yeah. yeah. So um
2: so what wouldn't, ends up wouldn't happening she already, I, Wouldn't she already be like an augment though, because she has Khan's genes?
0: Well yeah, or but I, I think they're excuse? trying to, I think they're trying to make the argument that unless you have you know, she doesn't have like fucking superpowers or anything. She's yeah. just
2: so. So my argument now. So my argument now is, how does how does Starfleet reconcile the fact that they allowed um Khan's descendant to join Starfleet? And well, because probably, she probably she they probably time. put
0: her they probably put her through a bat. Then they've never said this, but my guess is they probably put her through a battery of genetic testing at. At which point they said, you know, yes, you have his genetics, but you do not have any of the like super powered bullshit that is going to make you a psychopath. Um,
2: Yeah, but so but but any type of like genetic altering, though, according to this episode, anybody who is genetically altered or has genetically altered DNA is not allowed in Starfleet so my right, question is what
0: if she's what if she's so many generations removed from Khan that there isn't any of that like she might have I mean, like genetic
2: yeah I mean I guess I would go to what you consider genetic manipulation then is it just you know you, you yourself or is it like your ancestors, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there were the Alarians that they said that stopped doing it, and there are Alarians that continued to do it, and they never really go into the the idea of what happened to the Alarians that stopped doing the mani- uh, manipulation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then no, they I made think, it a cultural argument.
0: I think argument. that's a fair question to raise.
2: Um, yeah.
0: This episode clearly doesn't have any interest in actually addressing that, so. No. You kind of mentioned when they were kids,
1: when they were getting separated into those who stopped, you know, who, you know, I think the ones who stopped doing it, they were okay to remain in Starfleet because that was the arrangement that they had. Like, as long as you stop doing augmentations, like, you're okay.
0: Yep, that was the argument in Ghost of Valeria. I mean, really, they
1: good. really didn't, yeah, they really didn't go too deep into it maybe someday yeah. some sort of them do mm. at some point depending on what happens with the show but it, because i think that's you know something worth exploring especially now that it's kind of keeps popping up all the time but it's like it's yeah. something that in this episode at least on the surface that they bring up as like you know during uh, una's testimony she goes like some of us were allowed to remain some didn't hey. oh.
0: Hey, Morris, we got the boy. Up. Stop. Okay. Uh. So, yep. So we have the character witness stuff, and then, um, we have that stuff between Lon and the lawyer, which was really good. And then, um, basically, the the long argument of this becomes like they try to, and I think. I think number one does this on her own. She doesn't like consult the lawyer about this, but like she's able to steer the, she goes on the stand and talks about how awful her childhood was because they were, and this is another reason why I thought it was frankly kind of stupid that no one in the Federation knew where the Illyrians were because they had a Federation colony at one point before those laws were passed. So it's like, wouldn't they have known where that was? Um, yeah.
2: They separated them into like two different cities, like, you know, North Alaria and South Alaria.
0: Yeah. So, like, I was kind of like, yeah, doesn't that mean they would absolutely know where these people were? If, uh, so she's talking about how, like, you know, they, they were well, a federation. The
1: thing, uh, once they, once they separated them, the ones who decided to keep augmenting their bodies, like they left somewhere, which they did, then Federation could have lost track of them. Like yep, they, that's but they would still know
0: where the wants to stop augmenting Where the off. planet was. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so who yep, knows? So there's a whole thing about there's a whole thing about how like, you know how, you know, they were surra- they were in co- this colony and then like as pe- if people figured out that you were genetically altered in any way that sort of you know, it was kinda like the thing now where like I don't know, I kinda felt like there's similarities to like, and I don't want to get into this too much. You guys know I'm essentially apolitical. I think both parties are scumbags, so I'm pretty much apolitical, but like it just kind of felt to me like they're making comparisons to like, obviously the like somebody might like assault somebody because they think they're gay or whatever, you know, stuff like that. And that Justin, as you said, you said this is way more of like a gay slash trans thing, Like I kinda when I watched it initially, I kinda looked at it and went, Okay, this is general enough where, you know, you can apply this to any pretty much any discriminated class if you wanted to. And I think you can still do that. But clearly they are going for a lot of the the gay slash trans stuff, which, you know, if this is if this becomes like measure of a man for that, I don't I don't have any problem with that. I mean, that's basically just modernizing to what the big legal issue of our society is now.
2: Um, yeah, but even but even with that though, like I don't even see it as like really like a gay thing because mostly it's like with the genetic manipulation type of thing, which kind of goes into the whole trans idea. And like, well, yeah, you, you, know, could also make, you could also make like
0: the, you could also make the the general argument, and that's kind of where my head went without getting into the the trans stuff. Because I will admit, I am not somebody who's given that a lot of thought, just because. Yeah. You know it's just never I've, to, to my knowledge, I've never met anybody who would qualify as that or 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 at least identify as that. So it's not something I've ever given a ton of thought to. Um, but I kind of went in the gay direction because it kind of made me think of like, are they are they talking about like, because you know there's this whole argument whether being, and again, not trying to be controversial or whatever, but this is just an argument I've heard there's this whole argument of whether you know being gay is a is a choice or not or if it's if there's some sort of uh if it's like biologically determined right so i kind of found myself going like are they trying to say are they saying that like whatever the genetic manipulation of this is is sort of like the same avenue as like you know are we going to find out 10 or 15 years from now in in biological research that 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 orientation thing is actually sort of determined by your genes and not by whatever it is you want to do. So that's kind of where my head went. Well, but. I think
2: I think a lot of people like um, <laughs> I think there's been enough research on it where I think like the majority of people have come to the realization that there is something in people that make them either like gay or not gay or something like that. It's not. It's not necessarily always a choice. I mean, I'm sure for some people it may be, but um, but I think I think most research has come out saying that that's not really like a choice per se. Um, yeah. But um, but with the trans stuff, it is kind of a choice. As of right now, I mean, there's a certain like there's like point zero one percent of the population where it's not a choice because they're born with certain stuff. Um or not born with certain stuff but um in terms of like the hormones and surgeries and stuff like that a lot of that stuff is still like a choice per se um but a lot of people go well mentally it's not a choice because so and so ever since they were born has felt like they were a boy instead of a girl or a girl instead of a boy and that's a lot that's a lot harder to scientifically prove Then, yeah, oh, um, yeah, like some sort of like hormone, like um, chromosome or something like that.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, uh, basically, you get to this point where you know, uh, number one goes in the stand and talks about how shitty her childhood was from all the you know, that you know, they felt like on this colony they were on with the separated populations, they felt like they were, uh. Uh, discriminated against obviously because like certain places wouldn't you know certain businesses wouldn't serve you if you they knew you were an altered person and all that kind of stuff and that they were constantly afraid for their lives because people around them were getting beaten up or killed by people for being uh, a genetically altered person and whatever um so basically the long and short of this is that and i I think this is a faulty argument. I will say right out. I believe this is a faulty argument. Um, and secondly, I did not like the way this was executed. Um, where they hey, then are you talk guys about
3: still on the uh, on the on the
0: on the trial episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got... we're almost done with this one, I think. Um, okay. So she basically, the lawyer after after number one's testimony basically says that when she. In at the end of Ghosts of Illyria, when she admits to Pike that she's an Illyrian, she was essentially asking him for asylum, which she absolutely was not. I yeah. mean, if that's if that's the argument they want to make, then you gotta like then you gotta like pre-write that scene better than you did, because she absolutely was not doing that. She was willing to go to fucking jail at that point. <laughs> I mean, explain to me how how that scene was supposed to be her asking for asylum. Cause that's absolutely not what she did. Um, the other thing being, uh, and again, we'll just, and there is some stuff about, you know, be- before the asylum thing comes out, Justin, you had mentioned that the, uh, Pike's girlfriend's boss comes out and tries to bury Pike for like, at what point did he know this was going on and whatever. And then that's when the asylum thing comes in. Um, the other thing is that basically the, fa- the the judge panel basically lets her completely off the hook for all of it, right? And my thing was, oh, so you're basically saying that with the way the federation works, if you ask for asylum, you can commit any fucking crime you want, and no one will care. Um, now I acknowledge I could be overstating this, and this was a this was a bureaucratic crime, and she had a. The record where like you know she's not doing anything else so may- maybe it's possible that they they turn a blind eye to that and when uh, that's really not that big of a deal but i i guess i just hung up with like okay they didn't make any really compelling yeah sure okay if you want to accept that she asked for asylum which i don't because i thought it was bullshit um i still don't understand why she wasn't summarily drummed out of starfleet regardless because they never made any they never made any real argument as to why she should be allowed to continue to serve,
2: well, because the whole asylum thing um kind of also goes to the whole illegal immigration thing. um right. which that's kind of what they do now is they say, "Oh, these people are asking for asylum when these people don't really know what asylum means." And they try to say that asking for asylum um excuses anybody of doing anything um and so that's kind of where that came from um and that's why they tried to end their argument on that because they figured they'd be like oh yeah it's just like all these people coming over the border who are asking for asylum when they're really not really asking for asylum they're just coming over and then people are saying oh well they're they're looking for asylum they just don't know what it means or something you know what i mean like yeah that's what this argument ended up being which is why i thought that that was also a poor argument by the lawyer as well well yeah here, I, you know, here's
1: the thing. if you consider I, that they never make an argument then the fact that they close the argument in a way that makes no sense actually is not a big problem because like what exa- when you look at the indictment that she had as what she was accused of and they're like, basically, okay, granting asylum would have, like, basically, what was it? Insurrection? Yeah. Uh, decision whatever it was, like, come on. It's like, that's not gonna stick, so obviously it's not gonna stick, but the way the whole argument was presented, the way they did tie it up, Oh, like, when you look at her testimony and when she kind of, when the lawyer lady goes back and she's like, you know, she was persecuted, she came to Pike and asked for help, and he's like, Whatever and like, yeah, the way they did it makes sense, but it also doesn't make sense. But I'm okay with the way they did it. The way they yeah, tied yeah. the story off, the way they tied the story off, I'm okay with it. Like I have no complaints there. Like I said, the way I looked at this episode was more tricky than anything else. So like, if you l- really look and concentrate on the legality of it and how the whole courtroom part of it was set up, like yeah, you get find many faults but in a track,
3: we're looking i'm okay with
2: who did it yeah but okay. even if you look at like the way trek does stuff like for example with like
3: yeah you um, gotta understand justin uh she didn't necessarily ask for asylum she asked to be helped uh i think yeah. you uh yeah i think that's the part they focus on the most because how can he help her because anytime like no matter what he does like uh help her like no matter what it's kind of gonna be illegal so like he's in a catch-22 kind of situation no matter how you slice it so yeah i think that's what they focused on really i mean this whole episode to me personally was kind of meh i mean they tried to do a measure of a man but they went about it the long way around in a way and they focused too much on and obviously she and una and her lawyer had a relationship before and they kind of focused on that as well because you know the whole gay thing and i don't know man it was just a little bit too much in my opinion but uh at the end it all made sense to me and i was like okay that's a wrap, you know, it's Star Trek, you know, we got to have a happy ending, that's it, that's final, that's okay. We're here, here's cool. my other
0: massive hang-up, and tell me if I'm missing something, right? Sure. What yeah. you find out is that, you know, because obviously there's this whole secondary thing going through it of, like, who turned her in, who you know, how did the, how do we get here? Oh, I always knew she turned herself in. And, that was yeah, the and most obvious thing that, in the whole episode. And you <laughs> find out that she turned herself in, okay, which I get. Alright, because she makes the argument of like, I was sick of living this way and I just wanted to be able to, I just wanted to be able to, um, you know, live my life as I am and I was sick of lying to everybody and whatever, so I turned myself in. So why the fuck is there a trial if she turned herself in? They throw her in fucking jail and it's over.
2: Because, because she, because she still wanted to be an officer even though she turned herself in. Which, once again, goes to the whole logic thing of, if she turned herself in, um, I mean, then that right there, she should have realized that she's no longer an officer. Like, all of that kind of, like, logically goes out the window as well. Like, well,
0: yeah, but it, it, go, it goes out the window way before that, when it's clear mm-hmm. they want to bury it.
2: Yeah. If she turns herself
0: in, they throw her in a Section 31 hole, you never hear from her again. Exactly. And it's over.
2: <laughs> yep and then and then just going on the whole asylum thing one more time um so um starfleet has like rules and regulations regarding when somebody like legally asks for like asylum or whatever so mm-hmm. if, so what they really could have done is they could have argued the fact that she never actually formally asked for asylum because pike would have had to inform starfleet that she was asking for asylum but then that would have also been them acknowledging that she was Alarian, but the Alarians are technically part of the Federation, so you're not really asking for asylum because technically they do allow them to be in Federation space, they just can't be in Starfleet. Well, no, they, because, they were in the is... Federation,
0: then they, then they weren't, because they, they, were the, they were provisionally in the Federation until yeah. the genetic alteration laws are passed, then they weren't
2: oh all right no. but even then it would be like it It would be like they would um you know it basically it just it just kind of seemed like it came down to the idea of they were trying to mix in like the whole like don't ask don't tell type of thing into starfleet yeah. because starfleet is the and i think this is also where the writers kind of get a little confused sometimes is they consider starfleet the federation which the federation is different than starfleet starfleet is the military arm where the federation is the federation of planets like it's where everybody lives that would be like saying like the united states and referring to like the military and it's like no you're referring to the the military not to the actual country you know what i mean and sometimes that's they get a little confused there too with like the wording and how they say things
0: So yeah, she gets off because of the asylum thing, which I thought was fucking stupid, but okay. Uh And obviously, like this is one of those cases where, like, you knew it had to. I guess you know, just with the way TV works now, you knew it had to end in such a way where she was not going to be off the show. Hmm. I just wish they, I just wish they'd come up with something smarter than this because it's really not. um, Honestly, depending on how the rest
1: of the season goes, like this was totally a good place where you can harass not that I would be for that option, I'm like the character I love Rebecca in pretty much everything that I ever saw her in so I'm all for her being on here but like this was something that you could have made like a statement episode
0: yeah and with how little she's been used like I kind of thought they were aiming to get rid of her because she's barely in anything still to this point even Um, you know she's barely used by this show at all so I just kind of thought like, okay, maybe they are going to get rid of her then because they're clearly not doing that much with her and they just want to put Spock in that seat. So why would they keep her around? But I'm happy to see that she's still there. I just wish they could have gotten here in a smarter way than they did. Um, and then... The- for, for for my
1: for my taste, the way they got there was tricky enough for me. Yeah. That's- oh, no. Yeah, for, you for know, me
3: too, man. I mean, that's- yes. I get, get you.
1: That, that's, that's the important part.
3: Yeah, I um, I get uh, why you're bothered with. I mean, why you didn't like the episode. I mean, I didn't like it as much either, but I was okay with it. I don't know. I, I, if I had to, re-watch, yeah, I, I mean, if I had to rewatch this show again, I'd probably skip over this one. But uh, yeah, I get it.
0: I I do have to say, I I mean, Boris, you missed missed the early part of this. I I don't want to say I dislike this one. I just because I like the general messaging that it has, I just think procedurally it's a mess, and like, just no, no, the... man,
3: I see it. I see, yeah. I see your point. It just uh, for me, the procedural part was I disliked it for other reasons because I thought it was yeah. kind of BS the way they went about it. But uh, for other reasons, actually, um, yep. And then I, think, I was. I think their uh, woke message was a little too much on the nose, but uh, whatever, you know, it's. Yeah, it's and then we
0: have a. We have a final scene where they, number one, comes back to the Enterprise and the lawyer leaves. And this is the moment where I kind of, I mean, I just thought this was a little too on the too on the nose or something. Where like the lawyer goes to leave and they all start applauding her, and I was like, really? I don't know that the you know, okay, yeah. I guess. <laughs>
1: came to people clapping when the lane, when the plane lands for yeah. the clap yeah. at the movie theater. It's like, what the heck for?
0: Yeah, I mean, clapping? I will say we haven't really talked about the, the, the lawyer that much. I did think it was a great performance by this woman, and I would love to see her come back in maybe a, a, a an episode that's structured better for like a, a, a legal story than this. Um, I do think she did a good job with what they gave her. Um, I just... I guess I just hung up on a lot of the, you know, my wife watches a lot of Law and Order, so I just like kind of sat and and viewed this this episode through that lens for a while and was like, well, but wait, that argument makes no sense. Why would you do that that way? Wait, what? No, uh-uh. um, so, yeah. uh, uh. So yeah, I won't say this was bad. This is probably this is probably by default given. What my estimation of the rest of the season is this is probably the worst episode of the season by default for me, but it's not necessarily bad. Um, and we'll get into those more as we do more of them. Um, for us, we talked about the uh, the Prodigy cancellation at the beginning of this. So
3: yeah, dude, yeah, don't I, get me started,
0: man. I, so I, I yeah. Could you get, get, could you get your general thoughts on that down to like a sentence or two? Because I at least want to get yeah. your views on. It.
3: Fuck them. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them all man. They're fucking idiots over there, man. I mean, I don't know who's running that place, but I mean, they gotta be on drugs or something. I mean, seriously, like, prodigy yeah, is, like, the best thing that ever came out of the, uh, out of Paramount since, uh, since some, uh, since Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. So, uh, yeah, fuck those guys, man.
0: Mm. So very succinct. Did I, say, the, did I say
3: the F word uh, too too many
0: times, or was it just no more movie? than I ever do on a show? You're fine.
2: That's, that's okay. Every episode we have is explicit anyway, so it doesn't matter. I
0: mean, yep, see, I
3: mean, I don't know what they were thinking, man. I mean, I was, I mean, I was so kind of hoping for at least the season two, you know, like yeah, well, and then I, cancel I, it or something. But
0: I, I'm of the belief that we will still see that, and they're gonna try to. It sounds like they're still gonna try to sell it elsewhere um
3: yeah possibly like you know what maybe they change their minds and de- decide to do the live action version of it you know just for shits and giggles
0: uh too hard <laughs> i think it's too hard with too, many, too many aliens yeah. and shit. yeah too um, expensive yeah but, uh, uh, well all right so we'll stop this one here i do want to talk about the you know we're, we won't get into it too much but i was a big fan of episode three which we're about to do um I think 4 was a better concept than they than they gave us. Like the concept is better than what they actually did and we'll get into that more whenever we do that. Um, episode 5 was solid although I do kind of agree with Justin's point or was it Spencer's point that they're making Spock too much of a doofus. Yeah, um,
2: it was more of Spencer's point but I wholeheartedly agree with them.
0: Yeah. I can see why they're doing it because you know i I think their whole argument is like you know so much stuff with Spock has been done to death that like if you're gonna use this younger version of him and and you want to try to establish something, you might as well do this
3: and actually, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it later, yeah, yeah, and
0: there's parts of it there's parts of it that work really well. um I liked episode six a lot, although I thought the the Uhura one, although I thought the resolution was a little quick, um and that's. Probably, the downside of this whole like everything has to be done with in a single episode or whatever. Uh, episode seven was the lower decks crossover, which is fucking phenomenal. I like i was I oh, was very my, con- no. I was very concerned that they wouldn't be able to pull it off or that it would somehow not come across well, but I fucking loved it.
3: I like, love that episode, man. I mean, that's the best thing they did, man. Yep. I mean, and I can't know.
0: wait until we're able to talk about that one. Um, and this one from this last week, Under the Cloak of War. Oh, my okay. God. Like, okay. I can't, I cannot wait until we're able to talk about that one. That That one, I think that one we're going to have to block out like two hours for because there's a lot of debate in there um and i cannot wait to get to that
3: i got a uh, i got a friend uh, who's uh, who's watching these uh, once the whole season is out and i'm sure he doesn't know about the uh crossover with lower decks i think he I, and i'm not even going to mention it to him i'm just going to tell him tell me when you watch or uh, finish watching the 7th episode and i'm sure he's going to be ecstatic man i mean nice. that that yeah, yeah that episode and was... my
0: my uh my comparison for it is you know Corey doesn't really watch, you know, she doesn't watch the cartoons uh, just because they don't don't really appeal to her. So she doesn't watch. She watched a couple lower decks with me early on when I was going through it. And she was like, I get why you would find this funny, but I don't find this funny. (laughs) Um, So and she even liked what they did with the uh, with the with the crossover one. She was quite impressed by it so I thought that said a lot that somebody that doesn't even watch the uh, cartoon actually liked it quite a bit so I'm looking forward to doing that one in the near future and we will you know like I said at the beginning of the show I know we're behind on these and it's all scheduling and stuff we all have different things going on and you know like Milos you've been out of your home country for weeks at a time with your job and stuff and I'm going to be leaving for the Vegas con in a couple days so we're not going to We're hoping to get back on a semi-weekly schedule for these, but it's not going to be next week. Um, So, yeah, we'll uh, be recording episode three shortly, and we'll be releasing these over the next couple days, probably. So uh, hopefully we still have an audience for these. I guess we'll find out. All right, guys. I'm going to stop this right here. We'll get, get right into the third one, then.